Welcome to Clearing the Queue with Alex and Matt. Here's how it works. Each episode starts with a friend of ours signing into their Netflix account. Together, we scroll through their queue. Ultimately, we find a movie that's been on there a little too long, and we watch it together. The best part is that every queue is unique, so it tells a story about the person. Here's a question. Are we going to record ourselves talking about the movie during the movie? No, 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 no. This is not Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's uh, Clearing the Queue. A Netflix podcast. <laughs> Our guest this week is Megan O'Connor. Movie buff. Film buff. <laughs> None of the above. <laughs> When I said your full name, Hannah said, is that the lady from Terminator? That's Sarah Connor. That's what I said. Maybe I do know more than I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I like that because you've been kind of freaking out that your cue doesn't cut the mustard, I guess. Mm-hmm. You just don't think it's cool enough? There's like literally no movies and it's all murder television shows and documentaries. Here's the thing. I've looked at it. There are a lot of television shows, but if you're going to come on this show and say literally, you got to mean literally. And there <laughs> are movies on here. Are there? Yeah. Okay. There's at least Other one. Other than The Holiday? Uh, I don't want to I don't want to spoil it, but there's at least one on it so far that I've found out of the roughly 200 TV shows. Um, what I think is funny is what what would be cool? Like you're you're really embarrassed. Like you're like I just you feel like you're not going to deliver the goods when that's the whole point of this is like not living up to the standards of your of your own personal taste. Here's the thing. I was born in Saudi Arabia, and I lived there for the first 10 years of Did my life. Did you know life. that? I knew that. I didn't know that, no. I and, we, to- and we had no cable television or movies. The only movies we had were The Little Mermaid on VHS and <laughs> Dragnet with Tom Hanks and... Dan Aykroyd, yeah, wow, what a film buff you are. really weird. Great, but those that, so I they were in English. They were in English, uh-huh. and The Quiet Man, which is like a really old Irish movie. Anyway, so I didn't watch any film or television for the first ten years of my life, essentially. So I feel like I have this huge gap in knowledge of anything that happened like pre-1991. Haven't you also since kind of turned on Ariel from The Little Mermaid? Like, because she's sort of just threw her life away for a man. Yeah. You sort of like turned. I did love her. She was my number one Disney princess. But yeah, she seems like kind of a dodo now. When you moved to America, did you feel like Ariel when she comes out of the water and there's all the new things and everything? A little bit, yeah. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Did you? Yeah. Was there like a contraption (laughs) that like... You were using incorrectly the whole time? <laughs> no, not really. Sounds like her VCR. Yeah. Mm. Was mm-hmm. that contraption? A dingle hopper. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, okay, so the the Saudi Arabia thing has a, had a lasting impact on you. Yeah, and I really feel like I have no pop culture knowledge before the age of like 10. So, what if you may when you did come to America, were you just right into MTV and right into like No, and then when we moved back my parents were kind of like hippie new hampshire people and we didn't even have cable so i didn't watch any tv fireworks i essentially did true (laughs) live free or die i essentially didn't watch tv until i was probably in high school maybe i mean we watched a little bit but we weren't allowed to watch like a lot of tv and we had you know abc cbs nbc and pbs so 
and you weren't like uh, enraptured by all this because like when my parents didn't allow me to have video games, and what that did is that it made me go to all my friends' houses and just not want to do anything other than play video games. Exactly. Yeah. So I had the adverse effect. I was just dying for it, and they held it from me. No? Yeah, probably. I remember like. How old were you gonna get your black bus- blockbuster video card? Oh. We didn't have Blockbuster in our town. We had like a mom and pop's place. What was it called? Oh, Express Video. They also had tanning. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I feel like I have this kind of get like people talk about movies and stuff and TV and I'm always like, what do you think about that? How far are you willing to fake your way through stuff? I'm not good at that. This This is a big thing for us. Like the original concept for this show before it was clear in the queue was it was going to be bucket list movies mm. and it was basically everyone has that one movie that they haven't seen but that everyone else has seen and that you sort of sometimes need to pretend you've seen in social situations so for me it was rocky so for years and years i had never seen rocky and every once in a while you're in a party people mention rocky and i would have to just go like oh, adrian yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then they're like okay well this guy's seen it and uh i can't even tell you how many movies there are like that for me Let's like I don't even want to start the list. Is there one that comes to mind? Grease? Oh no. I mean, come on. I love Grease. <laughs> okay, you've held I'll up the American like the white female stereotype. Um, I don't know if I've seen all the Star Wars movies, original ones. Okay, but could you fake your way through them? Oh, for sure at yeah. this point, yeah. Let's do a little fake Star Wars talk. Which okay. one did you I I feel like <laughs> Empire Strikes Back is the best of the three. Oh, I mean, I think probably Return of the Jedi. She can do it. You passed the test. Years of practice. You've got to be able to name a different one. I really like the, I prefer the prequels. Everyone knows that's garbage. Good. All right. She's got it. You got it. Good, good fake. I feel like I've seen like bits and pieces here and there, but definitely I've never sat through I recently rewatched the first three. Which one? The the 70s ones? Yeah. A New Hope. Oh, okay. Yeah. The original three. And, um... And I, I think I wrote you an email after it because I was like, I watched the whole first movie and I'm like, where the fuck is Yoda? He doesn't appear until the second movie. Yeah. You think of him as being like synonymous with Star Wars. You're like, oh, Star Wars, Yoda. But like, he was like the equivalent of like, um, who's the bad guy who they introduced in Austin Powers 2? He's like the equivalent of Fat Bastard. Yeah, like, or Mini-Me. Mini-Me or, was... Or Mini-Me. Yeah. That's a better one. Yeah, they were immediately canon. They immediately became canon. Yeah. Hmm. Do you you know how this works? Do you know what comes first, the foreplay portion of? Um, no, you don't. Oh well, you're going to be excited now. You you didn't have a TV growing up, but by the late '90s, early 2000s, you had made it to New Hampshire. Oh yeah, for sure. You had been to movies before, mm-hmm. so you might have been aware of the phenomenon, the blockbuster movie that took everyone by storm, American Beauty, mm-hmm. starring Kevin Spacey, yeah. and the star of that movie, beyond Mr. Spacey. Not Annette Benning was this plastic bag yes. that floated its way into our hearts and minds. Yes, I remember that. Floating its way past. And so we acquired this bag. Mm-hmm. And if you reach inside it, there are little slips of paper. You can pick one of them and read what it says. There's going to be a question on it. Will you finish a movie all the way to the end, even if you aren't into it? We haven't answered this one in a while. I would say 98% of the time, yes. Mm. There was a movie recently where I was like, this is fucking... Oh, can you swear on this? <laughs> sure can. Oh, 
This is terrible. What was it we were watching at home? And you went the distance? Oh, the Danish girl. I know everyone loved it. I couldn't handle everyone it. Everyone did love it. Yeah. No, that's good. You didn't like it? No. And But you finished it? No, we did oh, not you finish didn't. it. And that was the rare exception. Yeah. Like won an Oscar, but whatever. I don't know if we've answered this question. No, definitely. What it, do you? No, I won't. I'll give it about 20, 30 minutes, and then I'm, I've embraced... When was the last time you shot up a movie? And what was it? Uh, Come back to me. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I didn't finish a movie. Shut off a movie just because it was so bad. Yeah, I mean, there are times when I'll start a movie and like two minutes in, I'll be like, I'm not in the mood for this. This was a bad decision. And I'll put it back in the queue. But I don't know if there's a movie that I can remember where like 20 minutes in, I'm like, this is bad. I'm stopping. I mean, there have been times I've wanted to do that on this show. Oh, you know what it was? I was actually clearing the, my own queue. Uh, it was that um, Howard Zinn documentary that we, like, we talk about in <laughs> that my episode. I tried episode. to clear from your queue and, and you wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I tried to watch it and I didn't like it. I turned it off. That was what it was. Yeah. That it was also, one that was, it was like sitting in my queue for years. And it was one you had started before. Yep. That goes to my theory that if you've started it once, you're never going to want get, to get through it again. Mm. If you've already given up on it once. I mean, the Netflix era has made it so that you can like fall asleep in movies and just come right back. So that's why it's like more tantalizing than ever to be able to just turn something off. The whole Netflix thing of like, are you still with us? Are you still watching? <laughs> mm-hmm. Has that ever worked for either of you? Like, I feel like it's just a nuisance for me. You mean the... the- when it pauses automatically and then it's like, hey, are you still with us? Like, press play yeah, to like keep when watching. When the engineers wrote that up, what were they thinking? They were thinking about you falling asleep. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't ever get that. Maybe, maybe you're sensible. You take sizable TV media bites. I only watch 47 minutes worth of television at a, at a time. I don't watch movies on Netflix. 47? What is that? What is that number? That's how long an hour long. That's an hour long. Oh, it's minus Netflix. commercials. Yeah. Mm. That's like a scandal. Mm-hmm. An episode. Sounds like a scandal. Mm. Uh, should we jump into the queue? Fuck yeah. Okay. You're on. So, yeah, you warned us about the abundance of television. The first several lines of this are all TV shows. Yes. Many of them are BBC shows. Yes. Many of them are shows that I've been told to watch <laughs> and haven't watched. Um, we have never watched a television show. It's Can you explain how it doesn't work with the premise of clearing the queue? Yeah, you know, I mean, at best, we could watch, what, 47 minutes of TV? But we'd have to clear <laughs> off the show, and that isn't in keeping with the, with the spirit spirit of what we're trying to do the idea is we want to remove something from this queue and if we watch one episode of a tv show we're not going to delete the whole show yeah definitely not but if we watched the movie spotlight we could delete it and that's the first movie you have in here oh my god you don't know should i maybe give a little you don't do you know her connection to this movie it's about my uncle what (laughs) (laughs) we can watch it it's a great film is that something that you want to talk about on here or is something you you don't want to talk about no it's fine we do a lot of editing so we can always no it's fine my uncle is played by michael keaton in this movie (laughs) this guy (laughs) it's not like an extra like it's not like an extra walk-on that's incredible yeah i mean and you've never seen this no she has oh Oh, yeah she went to like screenings with him (laughs) (laughs) wow that's wild i have so many questions but I, i don't even know what my questions would be like uh does he still work for the boston globe um sort of i think kind of like as a like a part 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 time type of thing but not totally have you seen daredevil the The show the show no oh i want to know if her uncle is like ben urich yeah just digging for new stories yeah that's what he does yeah 
like up really like late nights. He's got a picture of his family next to his computer and he's just like typing away and like he's got a, a, a bulletin board with all these little things in the that magic is 100% marker and the rubber bands. He's been an investigative reporter for like 30 years. That's awesome. He spent you. like 10 years tracking down art that was stolen from Jewish from families in World War II. Oh, wow. Um, and which museums it went to. What's he like at Thanksgiving? He's a hoot. <laughs> he's really funny. He's really smart. He's my godfather. He officiated my wedding. Oh, wow. You guys are close. Michael huh? Ke- We're talking about Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Great. Well, I'm stalling a little bit because as you've been talking, I've been trying to find another movie, and you weren't kidding. It's a lot of TV shows. All TV. There's but some documentaries There's in a there. movie in here called High Strung that looks like it just came out. It's PG. Meticulous ballerina Ruby and bad boy violinist Johnny find that mashing up their art forms could be their ticket to success and love. Did I put that on my cue? <laughs> it's on there. Well, I do love a movie about ballerina, Black Swan. Are you a Black ballerina Swan. yourself, or did you did you do ballet? When, no, in never. Can't Saudi learn Arabia? choreography to save my life. Hmm. Me neither. I was just uh, taking a Sporkle quiz, which I've moved on from BuzzFeed okay. quizzes. <laughs> And I, it was about 80s movies, and it would list you the tagline, and then you had to say which movie it was. Yeah. And I got all of them right except for three. The three that I got wrong were Footloose, Flashdance, and Dirty Dancing. I sense a theme. Yeah, I don't know which one of them is which in any way. <laughs> so the, like the one tagline that had to do with dancing, I just would click for the same one each time, and I kept getting it wrong. I've never seen any of those movies, I don't think. Oh. I've seen Dirty Dancing. I've never seen Footloose or Flashdance. Could you fake your way through? Let's have a quick talk about. I think Footloose is with Kevin Bacon, and you're not allowed to dance in the town, but you can. He wants to dance. Excellent. Excellent. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's got the song that you've probably heard. Footloose. That's it. (laughs) Oh, the the Sunday shoes. Yeah, it's about Sunday shoes and Flashdance. All I know about Flashdance is Jennifer Grey, right, with an off-the-shoulder sweatshirt dancing to Mania. Yeah. Yeah. Mania. Oh yeah. Okay. And then what's Dirty Dancing? Set in the Catskills. I've never seen Jewish any of family. these three movies. Don't look at me like that. Oh, Jewish never, family in the Catskills. You've never seen Dirty Dancing. No, and no, <laughs> and I couldn't what? even fake my way through it. Nice, Ju- like in the fifties and sixties, Jewish families would go to these like family retreats in the Catskills. They would do that in the nineties too. Oh, they still alert. do it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought all those had like kind of died out. Nope, nope, I did it. Really? Yep, yep. Me too. Was it like Dirty Dancing? No, it was terrible. <laughs> I'd have one no of the way worst of vacations I've ever had. <laughs> Like they had like a mini golf course in like the the basement, and it was just the saddest. That sounds terrible. It was a really sad mini golf course, and that's all I had for fun. That's the only. That's like the only thing I can remember. I can't believe those still exist. Oh, that was like a bygone era. But high strung. Under genre for this movie, it says movies for ages eleven to twelve. <laughs> that is a tight window. I'm surprised I added that. That doesn't sound like me. Every once in a while, we let people play the significant other card. And if you want to say your husband no, added this, I mean. definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. This sounds like right off the Lifetime family channel. I really only add usually documentaries and TV shows. I don't. I don't watch any films really, which is probably. I don't know why you guys asked me here, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe we want to learn about these BBC shows. You do have a movie on here that is called Fed Up. 2014 this eye-opening documentary examines the underlying causes of childhood obesity which has become an increasingly serious medical issue in america i would i would like to dispute that fact 
you don't think it's become <laughs> an increasingly <laughs> serious medical issue? I have issue? No, nothing to back. I have no facts to back that up. I feel like I might have already seen it. Great. Not to get political. We can clear it from the queue. <laughs> yeah, let's clear this shit. Good name. Do you think the name came first or the idea of the documentary? I think that the little thumbnail art is a red and blue M&M if I'm... Yeah, and what does it say on the red one? F and the other one is U, I think. Yeah, for fed up and also for F-U, which lends prudence to Alex's theory that they definitely came up with the name first. <laughs> All right, I've I've sort of found a little, a little treasure trove of non-documentary, non-TV shows. Okay. And I can't quite figure out what these have in common, so Alex, <laughs> okay. you're going to have to... Okay. It's three movies that I found in the same row. Okay. The first one we've seen in, in a queue before. It's Fruitvale Station. Mm. And Ooh. I recently sent Alex a picture that you didn't respond to when I was in San Francisco because I, I was at Fruitvale Station. Which, by I, the way, I drove past it. It's in Oakland. Yeah, exactly. Is that rude of me to not respond to texts like that? Well... It was an email, and it had no subject or no content. It was just the picture. So I could see you being like, I don't know how to respond to this. <laughs> and I also wasn't in the picture. It was just as I was on the train leaving the Oakland airport, I just saw Fruitvale Station and sort of took a picture of it. So, I kind of feel like if there's no question mark at the end of a text, you don't have to respond. I'll allow that. That's good. Like if you don't respond to like, hey, what are you up to this weekend? You're a dick. Right. Yeah. But if someone was like, God, the sunset was great tonight. You don't respond. No biggie. Mm. Or if they just send you a picture of Fruitvale Fruit Station. Station. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to respond. Um, but what do you know about this? Why did you add this? I think when I was in Oakland, I saw Fruitvale Station. <laughs> <laughs> this was like a month and a half ago. And uh-huh. I was like, But I you had to have known that it was like Michael B. Jordan. and Yeah, I mean, I knew it was like critically acclaimed. Now, let's find out what that movie has in common with the next movie. Nick Offerman, American Ham. Oh, like comedy. That is a comedy special. Isn't sure it? is. I mean, I just like Nick Offerman. Who doesn't? Mm. Let's be honest. Who doesn't like Nick Offerman? And I don't really know much about him past his role on Parks and Rec. Mm. Do you know who he's married to? Mm-hmm. Megan Mullally. That's. I feel like that's significant. I like that. Like she became famous, and then they were like they got past any of the awkwardness of like both being toiling actresses mm-hmm. and him she, her being the breadwinner, and then he came back. And like he was probably, had you his- know how he's like a really, he's really big into like woodworking. Yeah, I feel like I sure do. Oh, there you go. I feel like she got famous and she was working long hours on Will and Grace, and he was like, "Well, fuck, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna carve FDR." No, uh, I think it's his own face. His own oh. face. Kind of looks like Teddy Roosevelt. He kind of does out of wood. Like I'm gonna learn that trade in case I never get a job acting again. Totally. So what I just. What I just found was... You have popular mechanics? Well, no. <laughs> no. I think Hannah found this at the airport recently. But it's the most recent uh, issue of Popular Mechanics. Nick Offerman is on the cover, and he has just chiseled his own face. And it says, starring Nick Offerman, the world's funniest woodworker. Which he probably is. I was always wondering if this was like traditional stand-up, because he doesn't strike me as a traditional hmm. stand-up. I have no clue either. Well, let's click on it and see what it says. It's 79 minutes long, which I love. Nick Offerman serves up his 10 tips for a prosperous life and a few original tunes in oh. this low-key, laugh-out-loud comedy special. Does he play, like, the banjo or something also? Mm-hmm. So, like, Is again, it the banjo? Probably. Ugh. So, again, when he was so on cool. the precipice of fading from acting, he's like, he's let like, me just oh. pick up every trade. Yeah. I really love the Off-beat cartoon. trades, the, though. 
the yeah i love his the cartoon of of him in that thumbnail yeah it's because it's him yeah i appreciate a good caricature do you yeah why is that (laughs) because for a while i thought that was going to be my career i wanted to be a guy that sits on the boardwalk and just draws tourists i would not have made your mom very happy nope nope i don't know if you had done it well Mm. I was in Paris once. I was outside uh, the Louvre, and this this caricature artist came up to me and was like, "I want to draw your face." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No, like we're Did okay." Did he say, "I want to draw your face"? I don't remember. Okay, <laughs> maybe. Uh, and I was like, "No, I'm good. We're going to the museum." And he's like, "No, no, no. You don't need to buy it. You just you have a very animated face, and I really want to draw you just like for my like oh, collection shit. to That's show awesome. other people." And I was like, "How long is this?" Gonna you know, take? I was like, "Compliment me like that." I'm like, "Obviously, He's like, like yeah, yes. I'll take you out to dinner." Yeah. yeah. So I said, "Yeah," and I, you know, stood still or sat still for a while. And he drew a pretty strong caricature of me. And then he like gave me the hard sell. And he oh was like, my god! You want to buy this? No, you don't. You insult and like you insult you my ugly American. Yeah. He call you an- he, He's he like, implied. "I know, I said you are beautiful, but you." Are. And I was like, "Dude." No, I'm not going to buy this, especially not now. It was good, but like you've drawn me better than he did, so like I didn't need it. Stop it! Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I'll draw you right now. You'll great, sure. <laughs> and I won't charge you. Can you draw me while we discuss this third movie, which I think has a lot of significance for this show specifically? Is okay. it Braveheart or Amelie? It's Roman Holiday. Oh, wow. Have you ever seen Roman Holiday? I have. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Is that why it's in the queue? Yeah. I would love to see it. Because I've tried to make my husband watch it through with me. And he won't? I think we've gotten like a half hour into it twice. Ooh, that's a rough amount. Have you guys seen it? We've never seen it. No. And I've only recently started to be like, yeah, maybe I'll watch a black and white movie. So it's. I've heard it's like an early romantic comedy. It's great. Isn't right? Isn't this like what you've got mail or something was based on? Didn't we learn that? Oh, I don't know. Or did I make that up? Fake your way through it. 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 I've seen you've got mail. I told you I was unqualified to be hosting a movie podcast. All right. Well, so the theme that I'm seeing so far is you've got TV shows. Yes. You've got documentaries, Mm -hmm. and you've got movies that I really want to see that you've already seen. Mm, sorry. Those seem to be the three major yeah, categories. Yeah, yeah. You really want to see high strung the story of the <laughs> the, the eleven to twelve year old ballerina one. I would potentially want to play shoots and ladders after that, <laughs> which is probably also recommended for those ages. It looks like you've got a documentary on here called Some, but spelled S O M M. Oh, Som. Som, like sommeliers. Mm. Yeah, four sommeliers embark yeah. on an all-consuming course of study for the prestigious and nearly impossible I've heard about this exam. and watched part of it. I think I put it on there, and every time I kind of click past it, I'm like, snooze fest. Like, I don't even know. I'd probably fall asleep. So do we make uh, you watch it I will say away? what's most interesting about that, for people that are curious, there's a thing called, like, master sommeliers, mm-hmm. which is, like, uh, the hardest thing. You have to be able to sniff the wine and know, like... What region, what vintage, you have to like know the deepest shit just by smell. So like, hmm. it's that crazy would be level. a hard thing to study for. Right, exactly. And it's the rarest, it's like the highest achievement you can, you can get. Okay, well, you're going to have to explain this next movie on here. Yeah. It's not a documentary. Oh. It's not a BBC show. Okay. It's not any TV show. Okay. 
I've never heard of it. Okay. It's not for 11 to 12 year olds. Uh, it's rated R. It's called Last Night. And the description is, During an evening apart, married couple Joanna and Michael encounter tempting opportunities to cheat on each other with sexy acquaintances. Who's in it? The guy from Knightley, Avatar? Sam Worthington. Kira uh, Knightley's in it? And Ava Mendez. Hmm. British. Hmm. You don't know I don't how know. this got on there? Mm-mm. Hmm. I mean, it sounds pretty bad. <laughs> you have another documentary well, about you know- Somalias. <laughs> <laughs> this one's called Psalm or Some Into the Bottle. It's just another Which one. Which one's the definitive work <laughs> is the question. I really um, like the documentaries on Netflix. I've watched a lot of them. It seems like it. You have the documentary Mitt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be good. That's why Mika had it in his queue. Notice I have not watched it yet, but it's no. supposed to be good. You've got another movie that Mika had in his queue, and we almost watched it. It's called Gomorrah. Oh, it's a documentary about Iraq, isn't it? Um, I thought it was fiction. That's what we thought it was, but no, it's fiction. Uh, oh. It's, it's by like a... I think it's Italian, inter- intertwining tale of a delivery boy, a tailor, a businessman, and two teenagers from the fabric of this gritty examination of the Neapolitan mob. Oh. It's these two dudes in their underwear with sawed-off shotguns. It's a cerebral, mind-bending, gritty film. Mm. Sounds intense. I feel like we looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes, and it scored... Fairly well, but didn't blow us out of the water right. on the tomato <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it called that before, but I will continue to use that. I don't know. Is it really tomato meter? That just seems... that was thermometer. Thermometer, like say like thermometer. Yeah, I just go thermometer. Thermometer. Yeah. Is that it? I think that's how you say it. What? How do you think you say it? I've Th- never even thought about it. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna look this up. Because I've been saying it wrong, and every time I do, I, I'm gonna finish I give Alex a look. Uh, I, could, I could have done better. You should buy this for me. No, it's it's you it can't be thermometer because it's it's that's and there's an extra syllable in there. Tomato. It's spelled tomato and then meter. Oh. So I always thought it was the tomatometer. And I just took the easy way out by going tomometer. But really, it's probably the tomato meter. You should probably email just... them and tell them it should be the thermometer. We should email them. I mean, they should be sponsoring the show. We we rely heavily on them. Or that doesn't really work, huh? <laughs> they already brought do. to you by Rotten Tomatoes thermometer. There are a lot of TV shows on here, mm-hmm. and although we're not going to watch them, uh, is there any on here that you want to chat about? Anything you want to say? Like this is good. We should be watching this. Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. You know, the one thing I knew about you coming into this in terms of your cue habits was that there was going to be a lot of BBC on here. Yeah. That's Peaky about Blinders as British as it gets, huh? Is so good. Give me the hard sell. Give me the, the Popkin hard sell. <laughs> it, um, visually, it's stunning. The costumes are great. And it's set to British punk rock, but it's set in 1920. One in Birmingham. It sets a punk rock. Mm-hmm. I've just been picturing it was that. Uh, what's that movie? I mean, that show, The Gray. Uh, Pride and Prejudice. No, no, the show, the British drama that everyone's really into. Downton Abbey. Yeah, I was picturing oh, it was that. No, it's not that. Mm-mm. Okay. Costumes are amazing. The actors are incredible. The music's great. It's beautiful. It's, it's so good. It's gritty. 
You've said Lots a couple of, words I wasn't uh, expecting. Tom Hardy's in it. Well. <laughs> playing a Jewish mafia kingpin. Would you describe him as debonair in that role? No. How do you prefer your Tom Hardy? Or Tom Hardy. Oh, anyway. <laughs> anyway? Oh, yeah. Have you seen I'd his take old him as Bane. What? MySpace profile? What? Have you seen his old MySpace profile? No. We'll show you later. If you like Tom Hardy, you're going to love like this. Like pre-famous? Pre-famous, but scantily clad. Yep. He was all about those. Like, is it uncomfortable to look at? For me, it was. <laughs> you, Interesting. You probably like it. Interesting. We watched Weird. a Tom Hardy movie last week. I was going to ask you with this British thing. It seems like this is the best time to bring it up yeah. since we're talking about it. Um, who does the best fake American accent so good that you didn't know they were British? Great hmm. question. I know my answer to this. I was thinking about it in the car. I know mine. Who's yours? Hugh Laurie from House. Oh, yeah. Very, very convincing. Uh, mine was uh, the late Bob Hoskins, who played... Oh, yeah. Because my first introduction was Who Framed Roger right. Rabbit, and then he was Super Mario. Yeah. And then I found out he was British. He just plays New York. I mean, yes. he's got the New York thing down. Yeah. I don't know. You don't have one? No. It's fair. It's not something that everybody has. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Laurie, though. I didn't know he was British for a long time, either. Yeah. He's great. Okay. Yeah. So let's do All it. All right. Let's do it. Here's what I've got listed as possibilities. Fruitvale Station. Michael yeah. B. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, well, only on the list because you drove past Fruitvale Station. Mm-hmm. I'm interested because I also rode past it. And yeah, it was in Bergen's final, final oh, yeah. list. Um, we have American Ham. The uh, J- Offerman, Nick Has Offerman. Has anyone seen that? I've not seen it, ne- no. N- nope. Oh. Didn't uh, even I know. Seen it. I didn't know what it was. We've got Last Night, which is... Uh, a Apparently, sexy, <laughs> sexy, sexy movie. A sexy movie with uh, the dude from Avatar yep. and Kira Knightley. Yep. Yeah. And Gamora, which actually showed up last week, which yeah. is the, which you can't quite remember why you added that one. Mm. It has like a Guy Ritchie kind of that feel, it looks like. might have been my husband. Um, <laughs> and then High Strong, whatever High Strong was. High Strong was about the ballerinas, ages 11 to 12. Yeah. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think we should watch American Ham. It definitely sounds the most fun of the options. Yeah. But I don't know what this is. it about the most fun or forcing yourself to sit through? Here's what I'm going to say, and we'll see how Alex feels. In general, we like expanding our horizons. We've been like taking chances, watching things we've never seen before. But the last two movies we watched, we did not really enjoy. What were they? Uh, The Hustler. We watched The Hustler, which I kind of enjoyed for the first half. And then we watched Bronson last week with your your friend Thomas Hardy. So coming into today, I said to my, and I didn't say this to Alex out loud, but I thought to myself, let's watch something that we're going to enjoy tonight. Let's not push ourselves. a little lighthearted. Yeah. Let's like, let's not spend two hours being like, oh. Um, I'm sort of in the mood. So yeah, you're asking me? No, I'm saying like American Ham sounds You're right. I mean... Fruitvale Station. We're, we're never going to want to watch Fruitvale Station. Didn't you see it already? No. Never oh, did. I thought you had seen it. I'd like to not have to fake my way through that one. But don't you want to be able to not have to fake your way through the Nick Offerman stand-up special? That one just feels right. Like in uh, eighth grade, you yeah. know, when you were forced to write book reports, yeah. I am really embarrassed by this, but like I did like... I did to, I picked like a book about comedy. It was like about like stand up comedy, mm-hmm. and all it was was jokes. And my mm-hmm. teacher 
didn't pay enough attention to what I was reading that didn't see that it was not even a book. And <laughs> I feel like this is cheating in that same way. It was about like, um, what was like the Billy Crystal, Whoopi Goldberg stand-up comedy thing they used to do? I don't know. It's like stand-ups against America. And basically it was like a book about comedy uh-huh. and it was literally just jokes. And it was like basically like a coloring book <laughs> that he let me, Mr. McCormick let me read and submit as a book report. And I still great. feel... I still feel really bad though. I totally cheated because it was... He just... I just got away with murder. You don't want to know what I got away with? What? I found in a used bookstore a Spider-Man comic book... That was like in novel form. It was like Spider Man, like newsprint, like the black and white Spider Man dailies. But it was it was like a novel with like a paperback cover, like the size of a novel. And when we would have like reading time in class, I had that, and I would literally be reading comics when it looked like I was reading a book. And you got credit. Yeah, and I'm not embarrassed. I'm fucking proud. Well, that's why I bring up this American Ham thing. It's giving me like flashbacks of like watching comedy, but it's like a shortcut, right? Like, I learned my lesson. I don't know. It feels like watching comedy doesn't really count. So you have to convince me that that it's there's it's viable. My Spider-Man anecdote didn't do it. <laughs> or we could watch the first episode of Peaky Blinders, and I would totally do that. And we wouldn't. Cl- I feel like Alex is like having having a heart attack right now. <laughs> He's like, that is not what I signed up for. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. American Ham it is. We're going to watch American Ham. American Ham. Great. Let's go watch American Ham. This is going to be really fun. It should be. You don't really watch a lot of comedies. Never. Not at work. (laughs) (laughs) The audience is going to hear the trailer for it. I assume there's a trailer for it. And then we're going to come back and talk about how much fun we had. This young lady is driving to Cincinnati to spend Christmas with her mom and dad. Her baby's in the back seat. She's got a lot on her mind. She hits an icy part of the road. The car begins to skid. She throws her hands up in the air. (laughs) And exhorts, Jesus, take the wheel. Because I can't do this on my own. You better fucking do it on your own. Your child is in the vehicle. I have nothing bad to say about prayer. Maybe pray while turning into the skid. (laughs) Definitely keep your hands on the fucking wheel. All right, we're back. We. This is a CTQ first. We totally bailed. Yeah, we bailed. We watched the beginning of American Ham, and I think we collectively love Nick Offerman, but... Didn't feel like he was we in his element. We got about 20 minutes into it. it yeah, didn't we got like- 20 minutes in, and we said, you know what, in the spirit of the show, it, I, I felt like, without us really saying much, I felt like you were ready to clear that from your queue. And we did. So We, we didn't watch it all the way through. We didn't watch all the way through, it. but we're going to clear it. And then we said, uh, hey... I think I said... We had another hour to kill. I think I said, hey, Alex, should we watch Peaky Binders? Should we Megan watch the first episode of Peaky Binders? doesn't have to be anywhere for another hour. And he said, yeah, I want to. So we watched the first episode of Peaky Binders. <laughs> yes. And... Blinders. Just, blinders. Blinders. Blinders? Yeah. Peaky Blinders. Well, I have so many questions. <laughs> so let's but recap... Bef- 
Well, before we get into Peaky Blinders, Nick Offerman mentioned Rob Lowe in the first couple of minutes of his stand-up special. Uh, they were both on Parks and Rec together. And I don't know, should we talk about our like Rob Lowe theory? Yeah, do you want to hear this? Sure. This is good. So I feel like Rob Lowe is a unique character in that different people of different ages know him as as a different role and as mm-hmm. a different character. Mm-hmm. And if you're our age, which is 33... You, I'm 34, but okay. Well, like, yeah, there, there are I'm actors... Older than you. There are actors like Tom Hanks who have spanned 30 years of generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But unlike a Tom Hanks... Rob Lowe has not aged and looks the same in every movie. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> That's part of it. Well, so, like, for Tom Hanks, regardless of how old you are... You sort of like know what his biggest roles were, right? Mm-hmm. And like with Rob Lowe, if you're, if for me and Alex, we met Rob Lowe as the villain in Wayne's World. And so to me, he's always that. Mm-hmm. If you're five to 10 years older than us, you know him as an 80s teen heartthrob. Correct. And that's what he'll always be to you. If you are five to 10 years younger than us, you know him from West Wing, and that was like yes. a career-defining role. If you're even younger than that, you know him from Parks and Rec, and like we've got Alex has coworkers who literally only know him from these commercials that he did last year. <laughs> these direct TV commercials. Yeah. <laughs> so like because he was never a huge superstar, it's not that everybody associates him with like Forrest Gump, like mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, and yet because he's maintained this like sort of simmering just below the surface level. Everybody right, like, like he's probably made millions from all of his roles, but he's yeah. never been a superstar. Right. And so like Unlike everybody has like, their own Rob Lowe that they mm-hmm. think of him as. So it's more than just spanning 40 years of acting. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah. It's that like because and because he did each one of these shows for like 4 to 5 years, depending on sort of how old you are and when you moved to this country and got television, you <laughs> you have a very different <laughs> feeling about hint, hint. who Rob Lowe is. Very true. So when I say Rob Lowe, what what role do you associate him with first off? West Wing. Have you guys watched West Wing? I love West Wing. It's mm. the show it's the show that Hannah and I rewatch the most often. Mm, so good. We just Enjoy have the it. first four seasons just on loop constantly. And in fact, we were watching an episode of West Wing and there was a very nerdy character on one episode who was basically pleading with the government to create this wolf highway mm-hmm. so that the wolves could pass yeah. from what was it, that Nick Offerman? It was Nick Offerman with <laughs> pre-mustache. And I was so excited when I was like, oh shit, that's him, and I know him now. Um so that's our that's the Rob Lowe phenomenon. Sweet. Yeah, and I just wrote down one quote, which was like like about five minutes into American Ham, Megan said, This is not what I thought it was gonna be. No. But it worked out. Yeah. yeah. For us. It worked out for us because we decided to pivot in an unprecedented move. And we decided to watch the pilot for Peaky Blinders. And we're Peaky Blinders. We're not scared of coppers. We will rip this city of his kind. Justice will be done. If you want to be part of my organization, you have to make sacrifices. I'm a businessman. I want to make my business successful. From now on, we do it my way. Peaky Blinders on BBC Two and BBC Two HD. Should we do the quick little recap of what the the pilot is? I, uh, we could try. Okay, 
We like to just break this down so that we can refer to stuff. Yeah. Um, essentially, Peaky Blinders is yeah. about a family in 1920s... Birmingham. Like, Birmingham. Like, Birmingham, England. Which is maybe like the Philadelphia of UK, of the UK. It's a very working class. Pittsburgh. Let's it's call it the Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh of the UK. There you go. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. Coal mining. Uh, Cillian Murphy from Batman yeah. Begins and 28 Days Later. He's a scarecrow. I he, call him scarecrow. He is the lead. He's the Michael Corleone of a family that sort of runs the underbelly of Birmingham. His name is Tommy Shelby. The Shelby family. Uh-huh. And you get a little brief glimpse into the different things they touch. The he different- runs the Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. That's who, the name of their gang. That's the name of their gang. And apparently Peaky Blinder is a hat. You with, keep with a razor little razor inside in to maybe... Yeah. And like most of these gangs, there's some blurring between are they, are they doing good? Are they doing bad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Dr. Grant from Jurassic Park shows up. He yeah. shows mm-hmm. up. He's traded in his crocodile Dundee hat for a little British cap. He's grown a little mustache for a, sh- for a Sherlock Holmes <laughs> hat, and and then hilarity ensues. Um, Great, that's a good recap of basically what what it was. Like every BBC show, you spend the first half adjusting your ear to the accent, having no idea what's going on, and then at a certain point, you realize that you're not working that hard and that you're just understanding them. And mm. it's it's like people say when you're studying a foreign language that when you have your first dream in that language. That's when you know you've like sort of acclimated, and I felt. What about I, when you can watch like a dubbed version of The Big Bang Theory in that language? I feel like that's a good way to learn a different language. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is. So, did you guys like it overall? Yeah, it was great. Loved it. Yeah, music it. was great. Uh, music was I, I awesome. I don't know if yeah. I'm prepared to rank it in terms of the best pilots ever. Right, but it was a very strong pilot. A very strong pilot. You you said when we started that like you will rewatch television, but you will not rewatch a movie mm-hmm. often. And part of that, in my opinion, is that because TV is more dense, like you can break down and there's more to like deconstruct with a character. I've been thinking Mm. a lot about this lately as I embark on yet another British show, but British shows are also... as as she's talking, she's putting on her Sherlock Holmes hat. (laughs) Hmm. British shows are also only six or 12 at the most episodes totally. per season, usually yeah. airing like on the I side didn't of see. six what, what or eight. They do a one? series this instead is of a season. Six per series. Yeah. Six episodes. And actually, I someone told me this a while ago, and I thought it was so interesting that the BBC has no advertisement in it. So right, it's they're not. Run. Yeah. And the money that they receive is from each person who owns a TV or a radio in their home pays a tax on the TV coming into their house. Mm. So that money goes directly to the government and to BBC, and that's how they create their programming. So they're not beholden to any advertisers that do whatever the fuck they want, which makes for good television. Tea and crumpet tax. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so this is good. I mean, like, again, the first thing that I knew about your queue was there was going to be BBC stuff in there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, despite the fact that we didn't actually really watch a movie today, it was... Productive for all three of us. Productive for you because we cleared out American Ham. Yes. <laughs> productive for us because we got introduced to a show that, honestly, like, yeah, I heard it was good, but I wasn't. I, there were too many shows on my list that I was going to watch yeah. before this, and I'm glad that it we. It just gets better. I like to hear that. Uh, I don't have a lot of notes on this. I don't have any. So this was another interesting thing that just as far as like pull back the curtain. 
most of the time when we're watching a movie, Alex is furiously researching the what the budget was, what the box office gross was, some interesting bits of trivia, stuff about the director, etc. And I found it refreshing, but also interesting that you decided not to do that for this. I think because he actually had to pay attention. Uh, there have been other movies that he actually had to pay attention to. Why did I not do any research? Because um, it was that good. Well, the budget side was like, there's. I didn't really. It's just sort of different. It's a different. Uh, the pounds to dollars. You didn't want. Yeah, to I do didn't want. I don't understand the metric system and <laughs> the euro, the conversion rate. <laughs> um, I really kind of just wanted to. Yeah, I, I. I wanted. I was tempted to look up a lot about Cillian Murphy. Yeah, he is good in everything, and yeah. I don't know how old he is currently, but he's. Really just, I feel like he's going to be around forever. Like I feel like getting... he looks very young. And he's probably not as young he's as he like looks. He's probably 40, I bet. Here's something for you, Maddie. Maddie adamantly does not want to know about a show when it starts. He doesn't want to know anything about it. Right. And I like going in In blank. this case, if you had said it's about a family that sort of runs a gang, I would have appreciated that. Like sort of like roll downhill. Um, and I'm curious if you would have wanted that. Um, it wouldn't have bothered me. It, I, I wouldn't feel strongly about that. I wouldn't call that like a big spoiler. I will say, if it if you hadn't been sitting next to me and said that the Peaky Blinders are the hats they're wearing, I probably could have gone through the whole first season of this without You would have still been calling out. them binders and, or trapper keepers. I would have called them binders or trapper keepers, and I would not have known that they were hats. At no point does... He said it in the episode. Okay, he said a lot of stuff that I couldn't understand. <laughs> okay. And he definitely never held up the thing and said, look, this, my hat, it's a Peaky Blinder. He never said that, did he? He kind of did, the inspector did. Well, the inspector, <laughs> I was just too busy picturing him trudging through some dinosaur shit <laughs> and trying to figure out how big Running the dinosaur was. Running away from was. a velociraptor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want him in a denim shirt. I'm like, what's he doing in this suit and tie? Red ascot. What's an ascot? Is uh, it like, like, like an Afghan? Scarf. Like a scarf. Yeah, oh, yeah. He has that in Jurassic Park? Yeah. Jurassicot Park? Ah-ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, uh, do we rate this? On yeah. the thermometer? Uh, not on the thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> not on that, but... So usually we give a star rating, one, two, three, four, or five stars for the movies we watch. Yeah, I mean, this was a five. Oh, wow. Yeah, this was great. Like, I enjoyed the whole thing. I'm going to give it four stars. I, I really liked it. Five is, is a little holy for me. I'm not going to... It was a five. It was good. It was That's that great. good. It was just, there's enough to, like, unpack. Yeah. And, like, you're saying it just gets better? Mm-hmm. I'm sold. I was yeah, sold. great. Do you want to give it a start? I mean, I like knowing that it's a friggin' gang. I like that it's a gang name. Knowing that alone allows me to just sort of understand what people are talking about with this. Interesting. For me, it's the hat thing that I'm more grabbed onto. You're still stuck on the hat. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a literal guy. So those are the hats. I get it now. I get a a five, but I've seen it all the way through, and I loved it, so... Great. Can't wait for the yeah. fourth series. I would hope you'd give it a five. Mm. Blinders probably also from the horse blinders. Oh, there was a whole subplot about a horse race that it was very just. I had just the 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 
littlest grasp well, on what was happening. They they're authors. No, like uh, like bookies. Yes. They take bets for yes. horse horse races. Yes. Yeah, I knew that's what you meant. Okay, I was, I was like, oh, geez. All right, so two fives and a four. We really liked this. We'd recommend this. We broke. The clearing the cube mold the, tonight. We did. broke the mold, but in breaking the mold, even though we broke the mold, we may have opened up a whole new, opened up a new thing. And also, we still have good news for you yeah. because you're not going to finish it. No. And so, therefore, you are now one step closer to clearing the cube. That was clear in the queue. If you have heard anything you like or know that we were just dead wrong about, you can email us at uh, clearingthequeue at gmail.com. Q is spelled Q-U-E-U-E. That's a tough one. And if your thoughts are funny, we'll read it on air. Follow us on Twitter at CTQ Podcast, Instagram at clearingthequeue, Facebook.com slash clearingthequeue. Subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. <laughs>